Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. this is The Potential Podcast. Hello, Potential Podcast listeners. What a beautiful day. Oh, wait. You can't really see the day because they're listening to this, but uh, it's pretty nice out where I'm at. Open a window and look outside. <laughs> uh, but hello once again. I am your host, Chris Dewar, and joined by my co-host, as always, Taylor Sokol. And today we're doing a little special thing for you guys because, you know, as we've done the podcast now for a few seasons, there's something that we've always done with our main episodes that we're not really going to be doing as much of anymore but we thought we should at least celebrate some of the work we've done in the past and man taylor we have done a lot when it comes to this type of material because for those who know when we do our main episodes and we had our ad breaks in the past we came up with funny parody skits impression skits and or fake ads for all kinds of things based on the topic of that episode and man we've had some good ones We've also had some stinkers. We we understand. Sometimes we had last minute things and we just threw threw something on the wall and thought it sticked. But um you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Um, but uh yeah, well <laughs> well it was a better idea than saying insert ad here and then you know until we got the ad. So yeah, I mean, I think you and I both agree this podcast has been a great endeavor. We still enjoy it. And I think but one of the fun parts of the aspect that I don't think a lot of people got to enjoy or we didn't we we got a little bit of feedback on was our skits and we would come up with these parodies. Um, and that was, I think the most, one of the most fun things because we got to do impressions. We got to get the creative juices flowing, if you will. And the guests included, which was always fun when we would have this is a, our oh, guests, so which I mean, a lot of our guests who are also good at impressions or doing voices, that was always a blast. So we thought, you know what, let's take a look back at our personal favorite 20 skits of the past few seasons. Now, this was really tough because I think in total between season one, two, and three, I think we've done close to 100, if not more, skits, maybe probably more. 
Yeah, sometimes, you know, one, two to an episode and some of our fun cold opens and season trailers kind of thrown in the mix. So yeah, we we went and kind of divvied up what we liked and these are our favorites, not maybe, not just our favorites, but we thought some of our best work if you want to look at our whole catalog. Now, of course, if you are interested in kind of our process of skit making, we did a little bonus episode back in season one, uh, the end called The Art of Skit Making. And that was kind of our little, kind of, you know, process of how we would come up with stuff. But this is just a special episode to look back at 20 of our favorite skits and intros. So uh, enjoy. And now, the top 20 skits of the Potential Podcast. During the pandemic, Zoom became one of the most popular devices for companies and people to connect with each other. We thought it'd be funny to explore what happens when the comic book villains can't meet in person to scheme their dastardly deeds and have to use Zoom. From the episode Top Comic Book Film Villains, this is Villains Zoom Meeting. Gotham's reckoning has been postponed for now, but I'm so excited for today's Doom Zoom party. But alas, where are all the fellow villains I invited? I, General Zod, the superior being, have worked this device, and I will find them. I will find them. I will find them! Who's the freak in the green? Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who wants to meet my sweet fat bat? Isn't he adorable? I named him Quizzler. <laughs> Look at my new riddle cam. Ah, where does he get all those wonderful toys? I'd be careful, Edward. You never know who may be watching your back. Boop, boop. <laughs> I, Loki who has been burdened with glorious purpose, am now calling from Hawaii. Look, see my background? It's magic. Hawaii, Hawaii. Uh, I can't see anything. My screen is frozen. Just refresh, Victor. Gosh, every fucking time. Ah, Goblin, good to see your face. It's been so long. <sighs> Sorry I'm late. Work was murder. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and I thought my jokes were bad. Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. Have you not been so careless? This Zoom call been quick and easy. And now that you've really pissed me off, I'm going to have it nice and slow. Hey, everybody. Chill. Now. Let's get on with the business. I'm starting the thought over. Now, our operation is small, but there's a lot of potential for aggressive expansion. Whoa, expansion? We can barely get out of here and figure out Zoom call, man. Tony Stark was able to build Skype in a cave with a few boxes of scraps. Okay, okay, now calm down. Aren't we having fun? Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this does put a smile on my face. Seriously, guys? He just sent us all a Snapchat. Seriously, you slime! 
quarter of another man's rhubarb. <laughs> I'll never look at that eggplant emoji the same again. Uh, this meeting is adjourned. This skit was pretty special. Not only was it our first guest skit, but it was also our first episode that we featured a guest. And that guest was none other than Justin Ruppel. We were so fortunate for him to come and portray his character of Tough Nut in Tough Nuts, Tough Questions. Featured in the episode, Justin Ruppel, impressionist, comedian, dragon rider. Welcome to Dragon Training. We've got a very special guest today. Don't we, Hiccup? Yeah, Hiccup here. Uh, proud member of Burke. And we're very excited to hear to talk to um, one of the bravest Vikings uh, here is, of course, Tough Nut. And we're going to ask him 10 tough questions. Question number one. What's the toughest part about riding a dragon? Well, I would say finding one is the toughest part. If you can find one that actually lets you ride, that's step one. Step two is um, finding something to hold on to. I mean, you could use a harness, but that's only if you're a, a child. <laughs> Question number two. Um, what is your favorite uh, workout? like to say staying away from Roughnut. I mean, I have to run very far. She smells horrible. Speaking of smells, who smells worse? Buff or Belch? Belch, and we all know why. Question number four. Who is the second toughest dragon rider? Well, after you, of course. Um, Astrid. Definitely not Hiccup. He's a giant wuss-wuss. He's like a little tiny grape who already has a bruise on him. Astrid is, well, she's terrifying. She's not going to hear this, is she? Now, hey, well, uh, that's fair enough, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Astrid, uh... It's pretty great. Uh, yeah, she's great. Um, question number five. What's your favorite pre-battle meal? You know, I, I, I always love to snack a little bit before. I like a lot of gorg before battle. If you don't know what gorg is, don't Google it. I don't recommend it. Question number six. How would you describe your sister? Rough nut. I would not, unless you pay me. And then I would describe her like you describe old cheese. Necessary, but... Ugh. Um, question number seven. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? One time I tried to ride Toothless. That didn't work out so well. I almost lost a hand. <laughs> I had to give a leg to try that again. Oh, that was insensitive. Yeah, um, pretty insensitive. And thanks, of course, uh, for reminding me. Yes, I have one leg. It's okay, Hiccup. Welcome to the club. Question number eight. How many spikes should your armor have? At least 16. Question number nine. Uh, what, to you, makes a brave Viking? Courage, tenacity, and a full, thick beard. Final tough question, Tough Nut. What's the best part of living in Burke? Well, it's dragons. Since there are no more dragons there, then it's bacon. <laughs> oh, Tough Nut, you definitely love your your bacon. Oh I, can, oh, I can smell it burning right now. 
Uh, you better go uh, check on that. Well, that concludes today's dragon training. I think it's time for some bacon. One of the worst crimes ever reported was during our episode, Crime Docaholics, Exploring Crime Documentaries. This was The Payless Shoelace Thief. The following program is based on true events. Viewer discretion is advised. In the sleepy town of Wabash, Indiana, there lies a dark presence, a shroud of mystery that has yet to be solved. The year is 2011, and our story begins at a Payless shoe store like any other. Between the closing hours of Monday, February 14th, and the opening hours of Tuesday, February 15th, 1,100 pairs of shoelaces were stolen. The manager, Taylor Maid, was shocked to his core. It really is a mystery. First off, I don't know how anyone could get in. The whole building is locked up each night. But what's truly terrifying, and uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just, it's still really hard to express, is how someone could have done that to all those shoes. <laughs> I just hope they'll survive the relacing process. Luckily, video surveillance at the shopping center caught a brief shadowy image breaking into the back door. A witness describes what he heard while closing up his own shop two buildings over. Well, it was late. I worked a little overtime for those late Valentine's Day shoppers. That's when I heard a couple loud bangs, like someone was trying to smash into a door. By the time I got over there to check it out, there was no one there. Just a few laces by the back door. I tell you, I couldn't sleep all night. Checking all available databases at their disposal, local authorities could only pinpoint one suspect, Robin Yu, who had been arrested prior on four separate accounts of shoe theft. His own neighbor of 15 years, Sam, tells us more. Yeah, I lived next to Robin for a long time. He was always very quiet. Very polite. Occasionally we played cards. But then I would notice funny things. Different shoe prints around the house, especially in the snow. A lot of shoe boxes out on the street on garbage day. One day I felt I should go talk to the police. But when I got out to my front porch, there was a note hanging from a couple of shoelaces. I didn't leave my house for six months because of that. Now... Robin could have been behind this latest crime. Problem is, Robin hasn't been seen in this town for over five years. A cold, wintry night. 1,100 shoelaces. Missing. The only suspect, a mere memory, or a returned reality. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Robin Yu, or about the Payless shoe theft, please contact 1-800-UNSOLVED. Thank you. And good night. Now, between Chris and I, I'm probably the biggest Jaws fan alive, and we had to do an episode dedicated to this amazing franchise. One of my favorite parts of this amazing film is the Indianapolis speech by Captain Quint. I myself do a great impression, I think, so I decided to have a little bit of fun with that, completely rework the speech into the parody. Featured in Jaws, you're going to need a bigger podcast. This is Quint's Dark Roast. <laughs> yeah, that was one hell of a party.
What about you, Quint? Any crazy party stories? Alarm clock rang two times into my ear, Chief. I was waking up in a room that wasn't my own. We had just had a Christmas party. The office Christmas party. 350 people came into the house. Party went down for five hours straight. Didn't see the first women for about an hour. Blonde. Five foot five. You know how you know that in a party, Chief? You tell by looking from the heels to the hips. Once it was dark, Chief, ladies come cruising. So we guys formed ourselves into tight groups, you know. It's kind of like, yes, see a chessboard. The idea was the ladies come to the nearest man, he starts flirting and making a fool of himself, and sometimes she'd go away. Sometimes she wouldn't go away. Sometimes that gal looks right into you, right into your eyes and your soul. And the thing about a woman, she got beautiful eyes, gorgeous eyes, like a cat's eyes. You know, by the first dawn, we were all hungover. I don't know how many shots I had, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many kegs tapped the average to an hour. At noon the next day, I ran to Dunkin' Donuts, chief, for coffee, sweet and low. There was a young guy working there, much younger than Mr. Hooper, anyway, and he spotted me, took my order, and a few hours later, a big noise and rumble came from my stomach. I ran toward the bathroom. It was full. You know, that was the time I was most frightened. Running for my turn at the bathroom. I'll never get a dark roasted coffee again. So, 350 people went into the Christmas party. 225 people come out. Hangovers and couches took the rest. December 24th, 1945. Anyway, our party was the bomb. Oh... Okay. Wow. Well, I don't think anyone's gonna top that. Uh, well, guys, uh, how about another round? One of his ongoing segments on his TV show, Conan, was Clueless Gamer. So we thought we'd take a spin on that ourselves in the episode Conan, the Legend Harry talk show host. Hey, Conan O'Brien here with another Clueless Gamer, where I will review the latest and greatest of video games. Today we're reviewing the smash hit sequel from Naughty Dog PlayStation 4's The Last of Us Part 2. I don't know why I keep doing this. It's a waste of my precious time, and I have no idea what I'm doing. But still, I press on. Thankfully, I'm not alone. Please welcome my trusted sidekick and resident nerd, Aaron Blayhart. Blay... Welcome. Hey, Conan. Yeah, so excited to be back and, and talk about this game. Please, slow your roll. Let's temper our expectations. And why are you so sweaty? Uh, I have no idea. But anyway, let's talk about the game. Yes, please give me another boring description in which I'll have no interest. Carry on! Yeah, uh, anyway, so this is the sequel to The Last of Us, which was amazing. So you have to play the original to get what's going on? Or are there cliff notes? Well, uh, kind of. Uh, well, that's enough of that. So in this one, you play the role of Ellie, 
who's living in this post-pandemic world fighting to survive both the human element and the infected. Well, shouldn't they all be wearing masks? What's going on? Well, this apocalypse happened because of this cordyceps fungus. The end of the world happened because of fungus? I don't know this for a fact, but I've had shrooms liven up the party. <laughs> Alright, let's begin. Well, I must say this game looks incredible, but nothing's happening, so... <sighs> Holy shit, what was that? Yeah, that was that was one of the infected. You have to watch out for them. Are, are, you gotta hit X. Hit the X button. Clearly this infected is on X or some kind of narcotic. So just let them have the drugs. No, hit the D-pad. Yeah, you're a real D-pad yourself. <laughs> now we come up to the scene. Ellie is meeting her friend Dina, who they have this romantic story. Well, this has got a whole lot better. Arr, Wait a minute. Is that marijuana? This looks like the setup for Snoop Dogg's next music video. Now next we need to enter this room of the hotel. Is this a Motel 6 or the Radisson? Wow. This has really gone downhill. Whoa! Whoa! My God, what is that thing? Why wasn't it wearing pants? Well, that's called a bloater. And they are very hard to kill. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe he just had a big meal, or needs a hug, or a treadmill. <laughs> Kill him! Toss him all down! Get up with your shotgun! So, what did you think? Well, I'm not gonna lie, this is a terrifying game. Great visuals, and it's very fast-paced. I have no clue what's going on half the time. And if this was the apocalypse, I'd probably end up a bloater. I'm going to give this a ranking of green, which means nothing. Thanks for watching another Clueless Gamer. When we tackled the Godfather films, there was no brainer that we had to do a Godfather themed skit. And that was titled none other than The Podfather, featured in the episode. The Godfather, a podcast you can't refuse. Relive the unforgettable classic film trilogy that has defined a generation. I believe in the podcasts. Please, create more podcasts. Podfather. Someday, and that day may never come, I may call upon you to be a guest for my podcast. Until then... Accept the skit as a gift. My father taught me many things in this very small closet. He said to me, keep your mics close and your pop filters closer. It's too late, Podfather. They've already got a theme song. I'm gonna record him a podcast jingle he can't refuse. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my headphones. You broke my headphones. If they don't have me on as a guest, we go to the mattresses. It's all at war. Listen, this is a podcast. It's not personal. Sonny! What's the matter, Pop? I never wanted this life for you, Mike. 
I podcast my whole life. I don't apologize to entertain the masses. I thought when it was your time, you wouldn't record a podcast. You'd be a doctor or a lawyer. It wasn't enough time. That's another podcast episode. Take the cannolis. You told me you'd never become a man like your father. My father is no different than any other powerful host. Any man like talk show host or social media influencer. Don't you know how naive you sound? Talk show hosts and social media influencers don't have their own podcasts. Oh yeah? No, I was being naive, Kay. Mike, you don't talk to another podcast host like that. Fredo, you're my co-host and I love you. But never take sides with anyone outside of the podcast ever. Just when I thought I was out of this podcast, they pulled me back in. Mario Puzo and Francis Ford Coppola's The Podfather. When it comes to the great comedy duos, you immediately think of Laurel and Hardy, Bill and Ted, Chris and Taylor. But the two that stand out the most were featured in our episode, Evolution of the Universal Monsters. This is our spin on Abbott and Costello. Hey, look now, Mr. Broadhurst. What are you doing? You should be entertaining our guests. Oh, I love the monster pictures. Well, we all love the monster pictures. And they're all here for the big premiere, right? Why, certainly. It's quite the thrill, isn't it? Now, Mr. Broadhurst, can you remind me of all their names? Because I don't want to mix things up here. Sure, sure. Now, pay attention. I don't want to repeat myself. Right over there, that's Dr. Jack Griffin. Where? Right there. There's no one there, Mr. Broadhurst. He's right over there. I don't see anyone! That's because he's the Invisible Man. <sighs> Listen. Over there is Frankenstein and the creature. Oh, yes, from the Black Lagoon. No, that's a different creature. Funny, they both got the same name. Well, you can tell them apart as the creature doesn't look like a giant amphibian. I don't know, Frankenstein looks pretty green. No, 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 that's a common misconception. That tall fellow is the creature. He was brought to life by Frankenstein. All it took was a hot dog and a beer? No, you idiot, not Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. Okay, okay. Uh, who is the nice lady next to them? That's the bride of Frankenstein. Wow, good on the dock. She's got lovely hair. That's not his bride. It's the creature's bride. But you said the bride of Frankenstein. I know what I said. Don't you see the bolts on the side of her neck? Then why isn't she the bride of the creature? Ask Hobart. <laughs> Who's that all wrapped up over there? That's Mummy. What, your Mummy? She looks ancient. No, the Mummy. The Mummy of who? What on earth are you talking about? The Mummy. That's the mummy! The mummy of who? That's what I want to know! That's the mummy! That's a man, not a mother, you imbecile! He says mummy, oh boy, oh... Now, you see that gentleman over there? Count Dracula. Count him for what? Count Dracula. I did count him. What? He's accounted for. What do you mean? I counted Dracula! No, that's his title, you fool! He's a count! Count Dracula! Then why didn't you say that? All right, calm down. That's enough out of you. <sighs> well, I'm sorry, Mr. Broadhurst. Some of these monsters are hard to remember. But look, I think we got an intruder. That guy just walked in. He's super scary. And hairy. That's the wolf man. Are you sure, Mr. Broadhurst? Maybe he hasn't shaved in a while. Why, sure it is. 
Don't you see the teeth, that protruding nose, even has claws? I guess you're right. Thanks, Mr. Broadhurst. Guess it's time to mingle. You'll do fine. Just remember to think before you go and speak to the true stars here. I'll go start with that masked gentleman over there. Oh, yes. Big fan. Tom. What? Hey, you only said half his name, so look who's correcting you now. What are you talking about? I said I'm a big fan. Tom. Fan. Tom. I know his name is the Phantom. In space, no one can hear you scream. On the podcast, they might, although they probably don't want to. Featured in Aliens, an icon of sci-fi horror. Featured special guest Ron Rockstar, a DJ on the high seas and fellow cinephile. We had our own parody of Aliens in our own skit, heavily inspired by the film and heavily inspired by our gaming and alien isolation. This is Aliens. Look, it's been less than four hours since that thing burst from Lenny's chest. We've lost three crew members already. We need to do something. Something? Something? That thing is a perfect killing machine. Nothing we can do can stop it. Maybe we missed something. Maybe it has a weakness. A weakness? Psh! You're crazy, man. Don't call me crazy, man. You aren't the captain. What could you do? Listen to me, you selfish son of a- Listen, damn it! That thing is out there, and it will kill all of us if we don't stop bickering and figure out how to survive this. Now shut up and think. I know. Why don't we ask Mr. Roboto over there, Domo Arigato? That's a great idea, Ron. I mean, I don't want to assume something fishy is going on here. The Whalen android seems a little bit too chipper about all this. Walter, get over here. Yes, Senna. This creature, does it have a weakness? Specimen Xenomorph. One weakness found. Xeno what? Shh. Walter, what's its weakness? Tickling. Excuse me, did you say... tickling? Correct, sir. Ha 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 ha! Well, good one there, Walter. Didn't know you were programmed to tell jokes. It's no joke, sir. Tickling is the only known weakness for the xenomorph specimen. Which means... one of us has to get close enough without it knowing to tickle it. Are you insane? That thing can't be sneaked up on. Wait. I got an idea. Let's hear it, genius. Here's what we do. We attach a feather to a really, really long pole. Yep. We're dead. happens when you take a show about nothing and turn it into a podcast taking one of our favorite sitcoms of all time and featured on our one-year anniversary episode celebrating seinfeld a podcast about nothing here's the fab four taking on a podcast hey listen jerry have you heard of these podcasts.
Of course, Kramer. They're very popular these days. I'm sorry, Kramer. What is a podcast? Oh, George, they're wonderful. Just people talking about all sorts of topics. It's delightful. <laughs> it's the new version of radio, really. Yes, but, Jerry, why is it called a podcast? The iPod! It changed everything. <laughs> and where do you listen to these podcasts? They have podcast apps right on your phone. You better believe it. Who is it? It's me. Come on up. So people just record themselves talking? Fascinating. You know, I have an idea that I think would be amazing. You create a building where people come in and they record their own podcast. We've got all the equipment and you pay for the time you want to record. And we put it all on the same channel. Eh? How about that? Kramer! That wouldn't work. The flow of the show wouldn't go. <laughs> Hi, Lainey. Huh? Oh, she's got those little headphones in. Sorry. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. What do you call those little headphones? Apple earpods. I love them. You see? The pod! <laughs> Elaine, if you could go to a place and pay to record your own podcast, would you do it? You know what? That does sound like a good idea. You see, guys? This could work! Kramer, you can't just have people coming in and touching the same equipment. Not everyone knows how to do all that. Oh, come on! George... George, you're a bright guy. What would you like to talk about? Me? Um, I, I don't know. Come on. It can be about anything. Um, well, I like baseball. There you go. Talk about baseball. Or about that toupee. <laughs> okay. George is getting upset. Okay, okay, just calm down. Podcast related. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. What do you want? I've come to ask for my microphone back from Kramer. Yeah, 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 don't worry, I got it. Right, hold up. What does a mailman need with a microphone? Interview all the dogs on your route? <laughs> well, Elaine, good one. But no, I have a podcast to record. Here you go. Thanks, buddy. I owe you one. Wait, Norman. You have a podcast? Oh, yes. I've been running it for years. Oh, yeah? Well, what's it about? <laughs> it's about you, Jerry. <laughs> you know, it's quite good. Newman here has an excellent speaking voice. Me? Oh, what does that mean? I shan't say... You'll just have to subscribe and find out. <laughs> Ta-ta. <laughs> if no one can have a podcast, so can I, Jerry. So can I. Well, uh, what about you, Jerry? Are you in? Nah, I'm good. I already get paid to talk. What better way to pay homage to a great comedy film series is make a parody skit. In our episode, Austin Powers, 25 Swinging Years, featured a special guest and comedian, Andrew Kennedy. We could not wait any longer. 
for the infamous Austin Powers 4. So we decided to make our own trailer and our own idea for Austin Powers 4 in our own Austin Powers 4 parody trailer. For over 30 years, they battled across time, space, and ridiculously convoluted sequels. Both men out of time and out of ideas. But now, they've got one more trick up their sleeves. Now, they will reunite once again, but not to do battle, but to buddy cop it up. Come on, Dr. Evil, my brother from the same mother. We've got a job to do, and I'll need your dastardly morning with my mojo. Yeah. Right. Listen, Austin, I've retired from the evil business. How many freaking times do I have to remind you? It's Dr. Powers now. I told you I got my man of mystery degree online. It's accredited, really. Fuck, bastard. Hey, Powers. Yeah, this girl legit is pretty great. I'm continuing to work on my fitness like Fergie. I even got my fitness instructor degree. Have you ever heard of this Zumba? They'll have to work together as brothers and as buddies to battle an evil they've never faced before. Austin, we need you once again. Our world faces a new threat. A French madman calls himself Le Chat. Very heavy man. And that's not the worst part. He's enlisted Scott Evil, who has gone back in time to the 1980s to unleash the diabolical plot of stopping the internet and ruining the chances of social media from ever happening. Awesome ladies, you spin me right round, baby, yeah! <laughs> Don't forget me, big bro. This is a family affair. Daddy's gotta show Scott who's boss. Papa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> Too much? Yeah. Just a bit, man. More action. More excitement. More pop culture references. Say hello to my little friend. Where's the beef? I mean, yeah, where's the gym? Yeah, it's gonna get strong. And more hair? Oh, behave, baby. I'm a hairy beast. Yeah! Austin Powers 4. Tomorrow came too soon. In theaters, summer 2025. Yeah, baby, yeah! One of our most downloaded episodes of the entire time we've been running this podcast was Gotta Catch Em All, 25 Years of Pokemon. We had some fun with some skits during this episode, one of which played a little bit on innuendo. This is Pokeballs. Now, Ash, if you plan to become a Pokemon master, you've first got to learn the basics. Are you ready? I'm ready, Professor. Do you know what Pokemon trainers use to catch wild Pokemon? Balls! Not just any balls. Pokeballs. Go over to that bin there and grab some balls. 
Wow, Professor, these balls aren't as big as I thought they'd be. Nevertheless, those balls get the job done. So how do these balls work? When you come near a Pokemon, you take a ball firmly in your hands and throw it close to that Pokemon, and it will catch it. But I warn you, some Pokemon are harder to catch and require other types of balls. There's other types of balls? Why, yes, Ash. There are over 25 styles of Pokeballs. Wow, so many balls. You can read all about it in your Pokedex. Just ask Dexter. It will explain every ball in detail. Thanks, Professor. Now listen, Ash. Collecting Pokemon is one thing, but you've also got to learn to take care of your Pokemon. For example, learning about potions. I've heard about potions. So if my Pokemon is injured in battle, does it have to be out of the ball to be healed? Nope. That's the beauty of these balls. You can spray the potion right onto the balls. And don't be shy now. Get them nice and wet, and the potion will seep into the ball and heal your Pokemon. Got it! Also, some Pokemon can affect the Pokeball with their powers. Go and touch the ball on that table over there. But be careful. Ouch! This ball is piping hot! Wow! That ball contains a Charmander. He's just making himself at home. Now try that one. Hmm, this ball is moist. Let me guess. Squirtle? Well done, Ash. So learn all you can from the Pokedex. Dexter will help you. And you'll master these balls in no time. I'm going to be the best Pokemon trainer ever. Make sure you grab a few balls on your way out. Go try out a few easy catches in the fields around the lab. Best of luck, Ash. Thanks, Professor. Now, it may take in 65 million years to make this film franchise, but it didn't take 65 million years to make this episode. In our episode, Life Found a Way, the Jurassic Legacy, we had special guest Nick Ligger, not only a fan of the Jurassic Park series, but also a fan of impressions. On this episode, we did our own parody skit. When you look at the films and the ridiculous ideas they came up with, there had to be a reason. And that's where the movie studio guy was born. So enjoy the movie studio guy, Jurassic Park. Alright everybody, we've got Jurassic World Dominion coming out this summer, and if it's as big a hit as we hope, Universal is going to want us to be ready for the next entry. Well, isn't this last film supposed to close out the franchise for good? I'm going to act like I didn't hear that. Come on, this franchise has so much potential. Look at Tom Cruise with the Impossible series. Vin Diesel with the Fast and Furious. This franchise will not go extinct. But really, where can we go from here? I think people are dynoed out. All I'm hearing is negative Nancys around here. But I'm glad you brought that up, Greg. I've brought in a guy to help us out in our hour of need. Oh. Suck it up, buttercups. It's do or die, sink or swim time, and we need our lifeguard. Come on, he comes highly recommended, and the studio says he's in high demand. Wait, how long do we have? When does he arrive? He should be here any moment. Hey, all right there. How's everybody doing? Pleasure to meet you, Zoll. The name's Kip Crap. That's K-I-P-K-R-A-P-P. -P. I am so excited to work with you. Boy, have I got some big ideas. 
Well, actually, we were just saying how we think we've wrapped up the franchise pretty well so far. What? That's crazy talk. Crazy talk, I tell you. I got some big ideas. These are crap ideas. Buckets full of ideas. Buckets. We're going to need to put some buckets down to catch all this. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Excuse me. Did you just say buckets full? You bet your sweet onion rings I did. Listen, I've got ten scripts here ready to go. Three trilogies, one spinoff, or a spinoff hit streaming show. Listen, you do the math. I got two words for you. Dinosaur-human hybrids. You get what I'm laying down here? Two things, okay? One, that was three words. And secondly, what? You see, you take a human, and then you take a dinosaur, and you... You put them together, you see? And Viola, dinosaur-human hybrid. It's like, yeah, Frankenberg's monster. It's brilliant. I don't know about that. Okay, okay. Here's another one. In this next film, the humans and the dinosaurs, they have sex. It's a dino-rom-com. It's gonna be nuts. We already have Randy Newman playing the music. I haven't called him yet, but I think he'll agree to it. Did he actually just say that? Uh, I think I'm gonna be sick. Oh, and think of the merch! Because we need the toys! We've got to sell toys, baby! Merchandising, people! Toys? Toys! It's toyetic! The humans and the dinosaurs are coming together in more ways than one. Mass hysteria, Legos, action figures, dolls, my little uh, dino Lincoln logs. Well, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. And in this one, the raptors are trying to find the Ark of the Covenant with Nick Cage. Well, now we're just remaking and combining movies here. Jeez. Well, 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 now wait a minute. Think of it uh, not like that. See, it's not a remake. It's not a reboot. It's not a reuse. It's a re break. We're breaking the mold here, people. Blockbuster. It's a breakbuster. Here, I got four words for you. Dinosaurs in space! Huh? Let me set the stage for you. Interior, Area 52, day. Spacemen in suits, flying saucers. But then instead of more dinosaurs, they get dodo DNA and make an army of dodo dino birds to take over the world. And these things are freaking big. I mean, they're flying everywhere. They walk. They can get in the water. They drive a car now. These are dodo birds, but they're smart because they're dodo dinos. You see, and this is when you mix the DNA, you get a mixture. It's like a little Petri dish. Uh, you know guys, this is getting out of hand. Oh, Should we get out of here? You don't have to ask me twice. Count me in. Flying off the dodo damn Is it too late to bring back saying? the Jaws franchise? It. Okay, so scene one. One of the guys in the first movie walks into a restaurant. I don't know any of the names, but here's the point. All of a sudden, he's sitting there. He's drinking a Frappuccino or whatever. You see what I'm saying? And then, oh, I'm a little doctor. I, I dig up bone. Boom! Dinosaur! Tyrannosaurus Rex busts in. Only in this movie, we call him Tyrannosaurus Sex. Because if you remember... They're having sex now. So anyway, he starts sipping down his frap, and he's like, what the hell? It's a rah. He comes in, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's like, well, I guess we're all screwed now. The barista's running out of the building. She don't even know what the hell's going on. Checking in. We had a little bit of fun with one of the best horror movies of all time, The Shining. In our episode, An Overlook at The Shining and Dr. Sleep. This is 
the shin. A new terror arises from the mind of Stephen King. Jack, how much longer is this drive? My butt's asleep. Well then, Wendy, it should have done your exercises. Enter the Overlook Hotel, if you dare. Now, Mr. Torrance, I do need to tell you, the previous podcast host, Grady, shot and killed his wife and two daughters, and then shot himself. That's great. Doesn't bother me at all. You guys got any snacks? Say, Doc, you ever hear what people are thinking? Yeah. Yeah, almost like a feeling. Where do you feel that? My shins. You sure those aren't shin splints? The power of isolation overtakes you. Hiya, Jack. How's the podcast coming? Wendy, let me tell you something. If you see my headphones on, it means I'm recording the podcast here. And now, you've broken my concentration. If I can't focus on my work, then how can I ever record anything, huh? Now, would you get the hell out of here? I'm so sorry, sir. We will get you cleaned up in no time. Wait a minute. Aren't you Grady? Who, sir? Yeah. You're Grady. You are the host of the podcast. You are mistaken, sir. You've always been the host of the podcast. The halls are alive with the dead. Red rum! Red rum! Red rum! Red rum? My mama used to make red rum. Don't miss this spine-tingling masterpiece. Jack, I'm just so confused. Wendy, darling, light of my life, I'm not going to hurt you. No, I'm just going to bash your brains in. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to my room. Stanley Kubrick's. Here's Johnny! Who? The Shin. Who are you going to call? Telling Chris. Well, no, the Ghostbusters. But for this episode, you had to call us. Featured in Who are you going to call Ghostbusters, our Ghostbusters dedicated episode, we decided to have fun with creating a very interesting skip. Featuring our characters that we made ourselves, Tommy and Bobby, although we don't know who is who sometimes, we decided to create something very unique. In the wake of all the destruction that the Ghostbusters leave behind, even though they're saving the world one ghost at a time, they leave an awful lot of mess. So, we created a cleanup crew called the Ghost Dusters. And the great thing about this skit, not only was it completely original, we also did it on the fly. Yes, you got it. No script involved, just Chris and I together in the same room, ad-libbing and riffing it up with Tommy and Bobby. Well, uh, hello there. It's Tommy here, and I'm here with, uh, Bobby. Hey, how's it going? 
And uh, of course, we just want to say uh, who you're going to call if you need some guys to come in and clean up the place. Uh, you're going to call us with the Ghost Dusters. Yeah, Ghost Dusters, because, you know, I mean, who knew that the Ghostbusters would need a cleanup crew after, I tell you. Every single time, it's so much slime. And I, you know, you know us. I, I hate cleaning. I hate. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I don't hate cleaning, but you know. I barely clean my teeth. I know, but this is a full-time job. I tell you. It is. I mean, we got three hotels this week. I mean, what is this slime stuff? How do you how do you clean this Clorox? I don't know. We gotta use those wipes. I told you. Oh, okay. The extra duty towels. Okay, is that the 99% or the 99.9%? Oh, the 0.9% works better. Okay, 0.9%. Okay, that's good. But yeah, Bobby, I mean, afterwards, we're completely covered head to toe. It's just disgusting. But someone's got to do it. Yeah, might as well be us. But I mean, I guess, uh, you know, this is two guys. We should get some more people, don't you think? Uh, maybe two more guys might complete the team. Or, ga- or gals, you know, because this is, this is 2020. The Ghost Dusters, the Ghost Dustettes. I mean, they I all mean, work, you know. Sounds like we could have a show going. We have franchises. But really, if you want a good uh, deal from us, we got two packages. That's right. We got the basic package. Yeah. And we got yeah. the super basic package. The super basic package, which yeah. is actually is cheaper. Uh, we don't do as much, which is, you know, we got maybe change that name. Well, yeah, well, it depends on the place. I mean, you got your, your classic quant thing. You got the clean up of the house or a hotel. But or, it's the know. extra possessed type, and it's at least two or three more ghosts. We got to charge you extra for that. And we guarantee, you know, if you uh, get our membership now, you can uh, guarantee we'll be there for a nice three years to come back and clean up here. No extra charge. And you're not going to get that deal with any other group in the city, I tell you now. Yeah, you know why? Because we're the only ones. Go out to ghostdusters.com. Find us. Uh, We haven't made the website yet. I got an Instagram going. We got a... Oh, Instagram. There we go. go. That's good. So, uh, yeah, uh, find us on there and... uh, we're trailing those Ghostbusters, but uh, we're your cleaning crew. And uh, once again, I'm Tommy. And this is Bobby here. Yeah, so uh, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. We did a cold opening for season two that was very special to us. So take that red pill because we're entering the Matrix. Here is the cold open featuring Morpheus and Neo. At last. Welcome, Teo. As you no doubt have guessed, I am Chrysius. Whoa, nice sunnies, dude. Thank you. I got it at Kohl's. Please, come, sit. Do you believe in fate, Teo? Not really, but one time... I ordered a 10-piece McNuggets, and there was 11 in the box. Was that fate? I know exactly what you mean. You're here because you've missed something. You can feel it. That there's something wrong with this world, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Potential Podcast? Yes. The Potential Podcast needs to return for those who need it. Pop culture, entertainment, nerdum, impressions, reviews, special guests. It's all waiting to wake people up from the truth. 
Whoa, what truth? That you need the distraction from the problems of this world. That the potential podcast is something fun to listen to on a drive, or while out walking your dog. Or working out at the gym, which I totally do. The decision is yours, Teo. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. Podcast ends. You wake up in your bed as if nothing ever happened. You take the red pill. We start season two of the potential podcast and show listeners just how deep our nerdum goes. Wait a minute. Are those Mike and Ikes? Excuse me? Those totally look like Mike and Ikes. Fine, yes, they are Mike and Ikes. Totally called it. Well, red pill it is. I love cherry. Excellent. Then, let us begin. In our episode, Rom-Com Representation, we were joined by guest Claire Thornhill, part of the Thrupples, and my good friend. Not only did she had her fun, unique spin of romance in cinema, but she also had some fun with us. We decided to create the ultimate rom-com film in our own rom-com parody trailer. Wow, say that five times fast. Here it is, our rom-com parody. This summer, love is in the air. Man, you've been so down lately. You really gotta find you a girl. Uh, I don't know. Dating's so hard. So hard. Why bother? It's all worth it when you find the right one. Look, I know a guy who can maybe help. He's like a dating coach. I don't know. This guy gonna be weird? Trust me. He helped me find Julia. Ah, okay. Sure. But not every love is that simple. I haven't dated anyone since Peter. I don't think I'm ready. Listen, honey. Peter was a great guy, but he's been gone for five years now. It's time to get back out there. It's been so long. My last dating advice came from hieroglyphics. I could see you dating a pharaoh. Seriously, Dan. I need help. I think I know a guy. Sometimes all two people need is the right push. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Come on. Come on now. Take a seat. Our summer course starts today, and I know by the end of it, you will have the confidence to look love in the face and say, I deserve you. Yes. You never told me he was so handsome. He could have my tea and crumpets any day. Dude, you didn't tell me he was going to be all good looking and uh, cockney. Yes, he's British. And look, he knows what he's doing. Just go with the flow. We will pair up in groups of two for today. I want you to get to know one another. Be open. Be free. Be. Just be. Uh, How about to start uh, you and you? Um, okay. No thanks. I'll just uh, watch from the back. Uh, Come on up, my friend. I can feel your energy. I'm feeling something else. Get ready for the ultimate summer fling. Hello, my name is Sandra. Hi, I'm, I'm Adam. Hi, Adam. So, this is interesting, huh? I wasn't expecting Downton Abbey over there, so it'd be all that energy and neurons and whatever. Who do you do? Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, something else. 
Sandra Bullock, Adam Sandler, Dan Levy, Hugh Grant, Ben Stiller, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Lopez, and Justin Timberlake. I really admire your work so far. Perhaps sometime I could open you up during a private course, really get in deep to your emotions. Oh, you can show me your private course anytime. 10 Things I Love About How to Lose Single Life After 500 Days of Summer Flirting. Coming this summer. We've done a few episodes on theme parks, and we had special guest Stephen Honeycutt on for our Universal Studios Ride the Movies episode. Stephen Honeycutt, who is an actor, voice actor, comic book writer, and fellow podcaster. This is our trailer for Universal Studios. Get ready for the experience of a lifetime at Universal Studios, where you become the star. Whoa, look at all these movies. How do we get a spot here? We've got to go back, back to the future. Doc, you're telling me they built a theme park out of movie attractions? Right, cold beer, hot dogs, giant donuts, mmm. That donut looks heavy. Explore Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley as part of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Ron, don't we belong to Warner Brothers? Bloody hell, Harry. I think you're right. Six Flags couldn't afford this. Don't worry. I spiked the butter beer so Harry Potter will never leave the theme park. Be careful. You might just come face to face with a full-sized T-Rex. Wow, Dino, Dinosaur. Fascinating. It's so lifelike. Uh, And this uh, river ride, storytelling, thrills, and uh, you get wet. Uh, Wow, life finds a way. That man really needs to put his shirt back on. Apart from our new attractions, you can still relive the classic films that put us on the map. You know, every time I visit, I still take the studio tour. Sometimes I catch that great shark look right in his eyes and he won't see me coming this time. You do realize it's a mechanical shark, don't you? Wow! E.T., Jaws, Jurassic Park, Shrek, I love this place! What should we ride next? Ooh, how about the mummy? Listen, Donkey, you don't want to go near my mummy. Trust me on that. (laughs) I have the Universal Express Pass. I get to ride for all these petty humans. Not so fast, Megatron. Autobots, follow me. Grab the churros, I can't believe it. I am so happy. I've got my factory, my minions, my girls. And even you, Dom. It's wonderful. Yas, Gru is back in the game. You are Gru. And we're family. Let's ride. Come on down to Universal Studios and don't just watch the movies, ride the movies. Chris and I would agree one of our favorite film franchises has to be Indiana Jones. And it's a film series that keeps on giving. 
Indiana Jones 40 Years of Adventure episode, we decided to have our own fun with our own kind of parody sketch, where we decided to take our favorite characters and mix them with America's favorite singing competition. Enjoy Indiana Idol. Careful, Indy. Look, booby traps. Oh, I wish I was stuck in a booby trap. Yeah? What about you and Lucy? Well, um, how do I put this? Bad date. Hold on. Look at the wall there. Do you see it? Oh, yes, Indy. Okay, I lied. I really need contacts. Well, it looks like a doorway. Be careful, Dr. Jones. You don't know what's behind that door. Well, only one way to find out. Junior? Dad, what are you doing here? I shall be asking you the same thing. Oh, Henry, it's been a long, long time. My goodness, Marcus, Sala, and Data. Wrong movie, Dr. Jones. Look, Dad, we don't got time for chit-chat. We are here for the idol. Yes, the American idol. Follow me. I hope you aren't too late. Everyone quiet. Listen. Are you sure it's here? We've looked everywhere. Listen, Belloc, my sources are sound. The idol must be here. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Ah! Good God, man. Don't sneak up on us like that. Uh, my deepest apologies, uh, but sneaking is my speciality. Perhaps the idol is over there on that altar. Kalima! Kalima! Shaktide! Un Kalima! What in the hell is he saying? Shaktide! I don't know. I think it's some kind of Yiddish. Hello there, boys. Dr. Jones, of course. Well, you are too late. The idol will be ours. Dr. Jones, what do we do? I'm going to whip it. Ah, whip it good. What the hell is this? It's the dance. Very entertaining. We go first. We don't stand a chance. The idol is ours. All right, everyone. Let's get out of here. This way. Uh-huh. He's getting bolder. We'll meet again, Dr. Jones. Well, now what do we do? Ah, uh, how about... Mm, some dinner? Well, I could eat. How about sushi? That sounds delicious. He chose wisely. Good God! Will you stop with the sneaking? In season three, we did an episode on streaming wars and had special guest and first family member to come on the podcast, my brother, Tim. In this, we did a fun little skit on... The Dark Kingdom of Netflix. Come, weary traveler. 
Sit by the fire. You've had a long journey, no doubt. Aye. Four long days without rest. The roads are not safe. Not anymore. Not since the Empire. This Empire has not touched our lands yet. Then there is still hope. Pray, what kingdom do you hail from? The kingdom of Blockbusteros. Blockbusteros? Could it be? The prophecy? What prophecy? When night doth come from the nightmare of N, and screams are streamed like a river, seek out a blockbusteros man. He shall be conned, rewind, and deliver. What nonsense does this man speak? Be kind, rewind, and deliver? Deliver what? Ellie's got a point. That sounds like a lord of gibberish. The prophecy must mean something. How else can we end the tyranny of Netflixius? So, you hope this foolish prophecy is true. And where will you go, Huluia? You fear to go into those mines. The dwarves delved too greedily and too deep. You know they awoke in the darkness of Primidium. No ads and no rewinding. Wait, did he just say no ads? And no rewinding? Yes. Yes, I did. Wait, guys, come on. Not now. What happened to fighting in the prophecy? Dude, this sounds so much easier and convenient. Henry Winding took forever in the past. It's clear now. Screw the prophecy. Netflix forever! <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day, everybody's Irish, and so are our guests. In our episode, Taking a Crack at St. Patrick's Day, our guests Joe and Liv Kearns were more than game to have a little bit of fun with us in this skit, not only paying homage to the origins of St. Patrick's Day, but also drunk history. They proved they were totally game and open for a little bit of ad-libbing and lots of laughs. Whoa. Is that what I think it is? Good God, man! It's a four-leaf clover. Snag it quick. Wow, those things are rare. I know, right? Whoa, what's happening? I don't know. Hang on. Uh! Hello there, my friends. It is I, St. Patrick. Whoa, are you a leprechaun? Hell no. Are you a genie? Ah, Jesus. What the feck are you going on about? I just told you. I'm St. Patrick. Can you grant wishes? Yeah. Really? No, but I can give you a piece of my mind and tell you the true meaning of St. Patrick's Day, otherwise known as my day. It would seem that some people have lost the spirit. I've been waiting in that clover over there for those who need to believe again. Well, uh, we'd really like some wishes. Ah, shut your moo. Well, the truth is, we just like singing Irish songs and have one too many drinks. 
Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no, no. See, there's so much more to it than that. Let me tell you a few things, right? St. Patrick's Day, it's all about the love of the green, the white and the orange in your heart. And it's all about enjoying a pint of the old black stuff, a good pint of Guinness. Do you know what I mean? And it's also about those feckin' snakes, the smarmy little things. Oh, they're horrible. Sliming all over the place. Don't be telling them fellas a bunch of malarkey. Who was that? Uh, that's me ma. Oh jeez, this is crazy. Leave me alone and just let me set these boys straight, yeah? Tell the truth now. I taught you better than that. Ah, oh, Jesus. Will you leave me, ma? Anyway, where was I? Yeah, the snakes. To be honest, I don't see many snakes uh, in Ireland anymore. And, and when I was there, uh, I didn't see any snakes either. I actually, I got a job with Terminix. Um, and it was just, I was, uh, you know, I was on the lookout for snakes. But I didn't find any, but I, 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 for some reason, got all the credit for getting rid of the things. You know what I mean? Are you, uh, are you doing all right? Sounds like you've already had a few sips today. Yeah, I might have had a point, yeah. Just the one? Well, I used the same glass. To <laughs> anyway, where was I? The snakes. I hate them. Hate them. So, yeah, it's all about the children dressing up in the green, the white, and the orange. Uh, it's all about, it's all about, um, do you know what You're I mean? talking so. straight. What did I say? Do you know what? I, I'm done with this. I don't even think you have my best you know interests at heart. There is no respect. No I clean respect. your room this morning. Um, <coughs> excuse me? Yeah. Take it out of it. Yeah, oh. um, hello? Ghost family? Alright, let's just get out of here. This looks yeah, like it's going to take a while. You're right. <laughs> Shall we head to the pub? You took the words right out of my mouth. Don't you talk about Seamus. I want... Look... I sometimes think that you, your treat, you, excuse me, I'm a saint. Well, Taylor, that was a, that was a great trip down memory lane. I mean, again, it, I think after, you know, a few years now making these, even going back and looking through the catalog, I was like, oh, that's right. We did do that one. You know, some of them, I, I kind of forgot, Such humble but these ones, too. <laughs> these ones stand out for sure. And I think, I think it's something that we're not going to, we're not closing the door on skits and ads for the future. No. Uh, I think, you know, we're still going to be doing some big topic episodes throughout the year and the years to come. So I'm sure those things will, will pop up again. So definitely stay tuned. But I think, you know, there are some, you know, surprises in store, especially with our outlets with social media and TikTok. So I hope you enjoyed these all. And if you have any ideas for this, or hey, maybe you're a potential guest and you want to get involved with us, send us your uh, your thoughts or maybe some suggestions we may not take them we may we may do so who knows <laughs> that's a thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.